The teenage years can be tough, especially on those who support and cheer them on. Navigating the complexities of engaging teens in a meaningful way can be tricky these days. If you find yourself nodding in agreement, you are in just the right place. Here, you'll find the tools and resources you need to support the teens in your life as they discover how to embrace their individual skills, talents, and passions to create a life that surpasses their dreams. You'll hear incredible endeavors where communities empower their youth to have a real impact on the world. This is the Changemaker Teens Podcast with your guide, Linda Johnstone, mother, activist, eternal optimist, and founder of the Changemaker Teens Project. She's passionate about helping you support the teens in your life as you work with them to find lives of direction, purpose, and meaning. Here's Linda. Hi, everyone. This is Linda, and welcome to the Changemaker Teens Podcast. We've been working our way through the seven requests that our teens have for the adults in their lives, mostly requests for their parents, but certainly for other adults too, their teachers, youth group leaders, counselors, grandparents. Hey, if you're an adult who has any kind of relationship with a teenager, you need to understand these seven things that our teens want, no need from us. And it's not rocket science. It's just part of the natural growing and maturing that takes place on the journey to adulthood. Teens may appear to be lazy and unmotivated on the outside, but deep down inside, I'm thinking that every teenager is hoping for a successful, productive, independent life. It's just that many of them don't know how to get there on their own, and that's where you come in. By addressing their needs, one at a time and in order, starting with a solid foundation and building from there, you can help your teen learn what it takes to become a successful adult. Today we're moving on to one of the most important requests that your teen will ever ask of you, and it's critical that you respond. Today we're going to be talking about responsibility, and let me tell you, without it, you'll never reach that final step of your teen's journey, which is independence. You can't have one without the other. You just can't. Responsibility and independence go hand in hand. There are examples of this connection, or should I say disconnection, in every newspaper and on every nightly news broadcast. Irresponsible teens and young adults make the headlines every single day. In fact, responsibility is probably one of the most important gifts we can give our teens, but a whole lot of parents fall short because they just don't know how to do it. Or maybe they don't want to do it because they're afraid of their teen's reaction to being held accountable for added responsibility. It seems like moms and dads today are more interested in being friends with their teens instead of being the parent with rules and curfews and responsibilities. Teens don't need you to be their friend. What they need is guidance and limits and authority so they can figure out how to do life on their own as an adult in this crazy world. So here's the thing. As a parent, you basically have two choices as you're raising your teen. You can either follow your growing child through life, cleaning up after their mistakes, or you can give them the tools they'll need to do it themselves. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, this is a no-brainer. I mean, at some point, don't all parents want to get their lives back? As for me, I have better things to do with the second half of my life than clean up after my kids. And I mean this literally and figuratively. One of the most annoying things about teenagers is waking up in the morning to a sink full of dirty dishes or dirty laundry strewn all over the bathroom floor. You get what I'm saying, right? We all know the aggravation of living with a messy teen. But sometimes their messes are more significant, and sometimes they're really expensive. 
I don't mean paying for the pack of gum that they slipped in their pocket on the way out of the store, although that certainly is not a good sign. I'm talking about having to raise your teenager's baby or paying for your son's lengthy rehab as you try again and again to get him clean. I'm talking about the mental anguish that parents feel when their teen or young adult is not thriving, not able to support him or herself, living at home with a dead-end job, no hope of ever getting out there in the world. That's not why we had kids. That's not why we are on this planet. And here I am, I'm spending all of this time and energy convincing you that your kid deserves to find a life of meaning and purpose. But what about you? Don't you deserve better? Well, yeah, of course you do. But you're kind of going to reap what you sow here. You owe it to yourself to make sure that your teens are capable of independence. But the only way to get there is to teach and nurture responsibility. So here we go. Here's where we're at in the poem, A Message to Parents. If you support me as I try new things, I will become responsible. When I am responsible, I will grow to be independent. Look at that, independence. The end is in sight. Well, maybe not the end. Our relationship is never going to end, so maybe I should say that the final request of independence is in sight. That sounds a little better. But first we need to tackle responsibility. So what is the definition of responsibility? Well, to be responsible is to be trustworthy, a virtue that assumes two parties, a giver and a receiver of trust. Nowhere in the family relationship is there a party that gets to take all the time. And the sooner you teach this to your children, the better they will understand the world that we live in. I'm afraid that a lot of kids are being raised to believe that life is just one big old birthday party with endless gifts showered on them just because they're alive. That may work when they're young kids living at home, but the real world is going to eat them up and spit them out. So it's best to nip that in the bud as soon as possible. And the way to do that is to give your kids the tools they will need to clean up after their own mistakes. And there will be many mistakes. It's human nature. The mistake is not the point. The point is what you're going to do about it. When you've listened to your teen with respect and understanding, and when you have shown them support and appreciation, they will be ready, even obligated, to accept increasing responsibility. Helping your teen take on responsibility is a personal task, one that requires a fluid approach. Be prepared for trial and error, and don't look at isolated failures as incompetence or wasted efforts on both of your parts. It's going to take time. And it's best to start small, maybe with simple household chores, and then work your way up to taking the family car on a Saturday night date. Promoting responsibility is the act of proposing a challenge to your teen. Can you do this? Will you do this? And how well will you do this? We discover our boundaries and potential by both failing and succeeding at life's challenges. Give your teen the gift of learning what he can do, and if he fails... Let him figure out a way to succeed the next time. Accepting responsibility is a big step for teens. It's an area where they need real, live guidance to give them the confidence and the ability to go ahead and follow through with whatever they're trying to accomplish. One of the best things we can do for our teens is to model responsible behavior in our own lives. Let your teen see you taking responsibility for your finances, your possessions, your commitments. And when you mess up, don't lie to your teen about it. Admit your mistakes. So what? Big deal. You forgot an appointment or your check bounced. It happens to everybody. It's what you do to correct the mistake that will have a lasting impact on them. Do they see you lying to your boss? 
Well, guess what? In their eyes, that makes it okay to lie to you. Did you take a chance on making a purchase, hoping that there'd be enough money in your checking account to cover it? Well, good luck making a payment arrangement with your teen. Do you see what I mean? They're watching us. So how do you get started on promoting responsible behavior? The first thing you need to do is decide on the area of responsibility that you want to work on with your teen. Like I said, it's best to start out small with household chores or something that won't carry huge natural consequences if they mess up. So before you mention it to your teenager, you've got to do a few things. First and foremost, you have to know what your bottom line is. You need to know where you've drawn the line in the sand. If the garbage is picked up on Monday morning, your teen can't take the garbage out Monday afternoon. More examples of this in a minute. But once you've identified your bottom line, you can then move on to define your expectations and clarify in your mind exactly what you will ask of your teen. You're going to need to make a clear request, one that is clearly understood. How else will she know that she's been successful or that she's failed? You need to give her a specific clear request for what you're asking her to do. And just as a little side note, if we could all learn to make clear requests in all of our relationships, we would be able to change the world. But that's for another day. So one more thing before you actually talk to your teen. Look ahead and think of how your request can be accomplished. Work out some possibilities that you're willing to agree to. There's often more than one way to accomplish a task. Then, when you have all this set in your mind, Go ahead and call your teen to the kitchen table and make your request, demonstrating specifically what you want him or her to do. Next, you're going to make an agreement with your teen. The agreement is going to be your teen's acknowledgement that he or she will do what you've asked in a certain way by a certain time. This is a two-way agreement. He knows what you want him to do, and you know how and when he'll do it. So basically, we've drawn an accountability triangle that sums up the entire process like this. On the bottom of the triangle is your bottom line. You have to know what you want. Whatever this is for you, it must be met. Maybe you don't care how it's done, but this is your line in the sand. Then on the left side of the triangle is your clear request. What you specifically want your teen to do to meet this new responsibility. On the right side of the triangle is your co-created agreement with your teen. It is a two-way partnership with natural and logical consequences if the agreement is broken. And one thing that's critical for you to understand is that your teen will break his or her agreement with you over and over again if you don't follow through with consequences. Some are natural consequences that you have no control over. For instance, if he's drinking while driving, the police will pull him over and they'll probably arrest him. But other consequences are more logical, things that you create and your teen agrees to before accepting your request. In fact, let your teen help decide what the consequences will be if he or she breaks the agreement. Work out the consequences before either of you agree to your request. But make sure the consequences match the offense. Your teen doesn't need to be grounded for a month because he missed the garbage pickup. But maybe he does need to take the garbage to the dump the next day on his own. On the other hand, if your teen drinks at a party and then drives home, he deserves to be grounded for life. Well, maybe a month or more. That's why it's so important that you discuss consequences before he even goes to the party. That way there's no confusion, no cries of being unfair. He knows going in what will happen if he breaks the agreement. If he decides to drink and drive, he knows what's going to happen.
So let's talk about a few more examples. Let's go back to garbage day. It's a little more pleasant than talking about drunk driving. Maybe you and your teen fight every week about the same chore, taking out the garbage on Sunday night. Are you sick of it? Do you wonder why he won't just do it the first time you ask? Do you want to try something different? Well, you can either yell and scream starting Sunday afternoon until you finally take the trash out yourself in a fit of anger, or you can make a clear request. And you know how we've been adding words like respect and appreciate and understand to our vocabulary? Well, now's the time to throw in responsibility and agreement to your daily conversations. So you may say something like, I have a request. I request that you be responsible for making sure that the trash is out by 9 o'clock Sunday night. How do you feel about that? And your teen might say, well, I can't do that. I'll just forget. So you say, well, how can I support you to remember? And the teen thinks about it and he says, well, I guess I could put a note on the refrigerator. And you say, okay, we have an agreement then. If you don't do it, I'm not going to yell and scream but you'll have to take the garbage to the dump during your own time on Tuesday. And the teen says, okay, I agree. The simple interaction allows the teen to feel success when he remembers to take the trash out before 9 o'clock. It allows him to take ownership of his responsibility, and he knows what will happen if he forgets or chooses not to do it. It also allows you the opportunity to reward him with bigger responsibilities, as he does well with the smaller things. Do your best to not expect responsibility before you actually request it. For example, instead of saying, you can't use the car on weekends unless you promise to clean it, try saying something like, from now on, would you like to take on the responsibility of keeping the car clean in exchange for being able to use it on Friday nights? Continue practicing this concept by designing and making clear requests to all of your children, regardless of their age. Even little kids can handle simple things, and they'll learn how to carry out agreements with you that will grow as they get older. It's a win-win. Your house will become more peaceful, and you and your teen will know exactly where you stand with each other. So that's it. You have some agreements to make. Teaching responsibility is the best way to move on to the seventh and final request from our teens, becoming independent. Parents everywhere are looking forward to the day when they can look at their kids and see happy, responsible, independent young adults. And we're almost there. Come back next week for our podcast on independence. I'll see you then. You've been listening to the Changemaker Teens podcast with Linda Johnstone. We hope you enjoyed today's show, but more importantly, that you feel inspired and supported to mobilize and ignite a spark in the youth of your community. Please like and subscribe to help others find the podcast too. We want to hear from you. Tell us your story and be part of the community on Facebook and Instagram at Changemaker Teens. To learn more about the Changemaker Teens project or to help youth truly change the world, visit changemakerteens.com. See you next time.